This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. This is a good one today. Mm, I've had a couple of epiphanies whilst talking. You had a couple of epiphanies. Mm. Okay, well, this is a good chat. It's an interesting chat. We're not talking about fashion labels, guys. We're talking about the labels we give our kids and each other. We were dreading when Maddie was going, when we were listening to Maddie. So, oh my God, what she's going to say. Oh, I feel like I've got some apologies to make to my daughters today. Yeah, and as we start, have a think about the labels you've been given by others and perhaps the labels you give to others. And mm. Have an open mind. Really? Where you're at, at the end of this really open mind I think that's the thing isn't it listen to this with a totally open mind and really listen to what the kids say here and if you've got a super smart child it's quite interesting what's come out morning or wow we could be in the Austrian Alps we're looking out of our um, windows and there's snow and sun and it's quite magical is that an avalanche over there bring us a cheese fondue if you haven't seen a movie called Force Majeure check it out check it out yeah so we are as usual at home because nobody's doing anything in the studio so please forgive any odd sounds yeah that's our dog that's my stomach and that's his stomach that was my actual stomach (laughs) roaring Um, it's early and I'm hungry Uh, I've had one coffee I've got another coffee <laughs> we have got the li- if you could yeah. see our table literally lined up. I've got a tea, a coffee, a water, and a, and a vitamin D. <laughs> now it's funny these chats that we do weekly because they, you know it feels like at times there's the risk that we were going to just keep talking about coronavirus and keep talking about lockdown and keep talking. And of course, we are all still in this extraordinarily strange situation. And so it, it, it feels refreshing when we hit upon a subject as you did last week in our in our chat regarding something that sort of transcends. Mm. just what we're going through right now exactly and this is labels Mm. the labels we give our children but also I'm so glad we're doing this subject I can't believe we haven't done it before because once you have consciousness of the label you've been given or the labels you're giving out oh my god you can never think in the same way again no not at all but I mean there are so many labels aren't there the labels we give our children the labels Mm. we've received which I'm sure we'll talk about Uh, but there's also the labels that people can give you as parents what mm. sort of parents oh, you are. Oh, big time. You know, and, and labels are a really, well, you know, I mean, we're not talking fashion labels here, guys. We're talking, yeah, the labels that can almost constrict a personality or, mm. or encourage. could encourage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think we're going to have a bit of disagreement on this subject. So where are you coming from when you think of labels? Well, first of all, I think I'd just like to quickly say where, how I was first made aware mm of the labels I'd been given as a child because I didn't have that awareness. And actually, it was talking to one of the uh, therapists at your rehab. Oh, right. And I went and saw him for a few sessions myself and he explained, because at that point I was finding out about codependency and all these new words Mm. that I'd never heard of before. And, you know, he explained to me that where my codependency the seed of it had yeah. been planted when I was a child, when I was very much labelled the one that looks after everybody. Right. So my labels were yeah. that. I had a very, very shy older sister 
Um, we had a few challenges as, as children that were going on that I wouldn't go into. I'm not going to go into, but because of that, mm. um, we we got an attachment with each other that um, it was very intense. We had a great, I mean, great, great sisters, very, very intense. But because she was shy and because she was a little more anxious, she had social anxiety, um, I just... Oh. Very, that's Sorry. his stomach. Very, yeah, just naturally became the one that looked after her a bit. Now, she, in, in lots of other areas, she was very much the older sister. Yeah. You know, she was she was organised. She was very good at doing her homework, all of that stuff, and she looked after me maybe with that stuff. But when it came to the emotional, I was the one that would say, "Don't worry, and I'll look after you, and just stand behind me and hold my hand, and all this sort of stuff." And because I was more into the human condition than she was from a very, very young age, as my father was very much into the human condition, my dad and I would talk about things in real depth. So I was fascinated by people, trying to work out what people were and then seeing if I could help them, right? And then I was rewarded for that by my family and I had a very big family, extended family. Every weekend the house was filled with aunts and uncles and cousins. There was parties, there was food being cooked and food being shared. It really was, um, in lots of ways, amazing childhood. Um, But I was the gregarious one. I was the outspoken one. I was the, as far as the adults were concerned... I, I I think I made them feel good about themselves right. because I wanted to know everything, because I wanted to know everything about them. I mm. think I was kind of like a little spark. And it, when I, as, even as I'm saying it now, I can see how I became a TV presenter. Mm. <laughs> if you think about my job, and you think about my job is all about, I mean, okay, you see me on Loose Women and we're interviewing, you know, celebrities. But you and I met on a show, didn't we, where yeah. we were just, where I was interviewing always just normal people not celebs and yeah you... I mean, i've got something to say about that actually which i've never told you but it was a very oh. sweet thing it was when we used to be in the edit a dear friend of ours pete who was our producer it was a dating show i was the director she was the presenter no one actually got hitched on the series but we met we did <laughs> but in the edit it was funny because whenever nadia there was a moment when nadia had to meet the contributors and this goes into this label that i'm presuming you're sort of describing yourself as having um you'd go in to meet the, the contributors and it was very hard to control your conversation or limit your questions to the six bullet points I had because I needed to go when you'd left on a train somewhere else in the afternoon to shoot something. Um, and I remember getting into the edit and Pete said, oh, she's lovely, Nance, she's lovely, but she does have a tendency to want to know everything about every contributor. So in the edit, the poor editor was like that, oh, is this the introduction? I was to drive people mad. <laughs> but sweet. what I would say is all those programmes that I did were different from other daytime shows where they go, so here we are, yeah, Dave. Absolutely. How is your life? And so what we got was this they connection. Like I always made a point of when I was spending the day, and, and definitely I went too far, but I would think oh, to myself... It, this person that I'm going to be interviewing today, I'm going to make them my friend. Mm. And, oh, my God, you'd get such a relaxed chat. And actually, it's a really good thing to bring up, Mark, because that was my label. Now, my label, is it's not going to be a binary thing where my label's good or bad. They were a mixture of things because... I think the label that I was given, which was, oh, she's the kind one, she'll always look after you. If you're upset, go to Nadia. Nadia can always sort everything out. All that stuff 
actually without, until I got consciousness of it, when I had this conversation with this counsellor, I didn't realise that actually it weighed very, very heavy on me. Right. Very heavily. Yeah. Like, for instance, one of the examples of that would be, I would never cry in front of my family. Right. I would go to my room and I would cry. You still do that? Yeah, I still do that. I, 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 I didn't want to show vulnerability because I felt like I was the one that was looking after everybody. And I'd been given enormous pride and alongside that ego with it as well. It was what it was kind of like, I think this made me a good, a brilliant person, a person better than anybody else. And I had a really rocky road over the last few years of realizing that I'm not and that I'm just not particularly special and not particularly, um, yeah, so I'm talking too much, but basically, it's it's for me, it's a two it's a two edged sword, really. It's a double edged sword. Um, my label, that that particular label. But you feel it was a good thing, right? I think. In, uh, who balance, can know? Who can know? Who well, can actually know? Because first... I can sit here and say, I think it gave me the life that I have yeah. in many ways because mm. the, the fact that I'm a TV presenter, the fact that I am the way that I am, was it? that label that encouraged that little fire that was in me anyway, or, naturally. Or were you not just that thing yeah. and the label suited the subject? You know, I mean, I think yeah, one, exactly. of, one of the difficulties exactly. here is, is that, you know, I was going to come at this very sort of host, in a hostile manner, sort of going, I think labels are reductive, I think labels are limiting, I think labels are... And I do actually feel these Can things be. about them. Well, I think any label reduces the essence of anything. It's insufficient for what it's describing. And I think, again, you often say this about so many things in life. You know, it's about intention. It's about intention. And I think labels can be used to bully, to reduce, to marginalise, to to define in a sort of limited, quite pernicious way. Labels are also... Well, they can also be a jolly and a shortcut and a thing that happens possibly. within a family because the intention was never bad from any of my... No, they no, weren't no. reductive. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But I think the but you can also have um, consequences of intentions that are well-meaning that are totally flawed. And I think in my family, everyone was labelled. My aunt was the arty one. My mum was the angry one. Um, I was the bright one, the smart one, the, clever, the one that was going to do well. The one who was going to do mm. well. The one who constantly... Oh, but, but what came with that was, whenever I achieved anything, there was no excitement about it. It was just expected. Oh, that's horrible. And, and, and that frustrated the pants off me. When it became apparent I was the arty one, my dear grandparents didn't know what they ought to do with me. Who labelled you the arty one, then? Well, my peer group. I became right. sort of creative. I went into the, I became a director. I was always asking questions. So is it different when a peer group does it, then? I think so. I think well. I, th I think that comes from a place where within your industry you're seen as something in, within your industry, and I think labels can work on a macro level and they can work on a micro level. So you've got that sort of. But I think that sort of essence of defining your children as something, even when it's a so-called positive label, it's a way of kind of that person summing you up quickly, reducing you to an item, and parking Pitching you in a, in, and, and parking you in a place that's manageable. And what I think we have to strive for, and I do think we need to strive for it, is to not label, even in a so-called positive way. Because, you know, with four daughters, it's really easy, or it could be really easy. And I've actually worked really hard, and I don't even actually think about it. Maybe it's because I have such a, an anti-attitude to it. I don't like defining, although all of them have moved towards the arts, I'm absolutely sort of aware and prepared and have wanted to be prepared for the possibility of them not being in the arts. And I would never have been judgmental. I would never have been 
you know, like, uh, oh, you're the kind of sciencey one. And I think sometimes even in our discussions around the girls, for want of a better expression, sometimes we use labels just for a quick grab on a situation, don't we? We want to get a quick sense of something, how what distinguishes this child from the other, and therefore their needs need to be mm. catered for differently. It, it literally makes my skin bubble. It feels like I'm being hurt because I feel like the But do you think that sometimes because you take things, you are prone to take things very well, literally? Well, no, if you look at all because... the comments on your Instagram, everyone hates them. Mm. Everyone finds I, them reductive. I think, on, on, you know, yeah, right. I mean, I think it's better not to, but I can see where some of the positive things have come from me. I mean, if you've got a positive label. I don't think any label I, is positive. Because, really? Not at all. And I feel it's so strongly. Do you, do you think you, have you labelled yourself? I absolutely have labelled myself yeah. because I've been... Because actually, I think that's the most negative thing yeah, yeah, for yeah. you, and is your I mean, own labels. But there are interesting things to this. There's the labelling of a child. I think if you label a child too early, and a classic is, you're the academic one. That was the other one I got all the time. You're the academic one. But at times, I was the sport. I, I liked sport all the time. Mm, mm. And as soon as you get pro, so if you're the academic one, mm. the suggestion is kind of, you're kind of outside the group because there's no valuing, really, mm. in society, in British society, of an academic approach to anything. Not, not massively. It's seen as, oh, right, you're the academic one, mm. okay. And I had that from my nan and my granddad, even though they saw it as something that was kind mm. of impressive. It, I was, you were marginalised. You're also characterised as, oh, he overthinks things. You do it with me a lot. Oh, he overthinks things. He overthinks... But, that, oh, he but that's a comment on a part of your character. Is there, What's the difference between that and a label, I agree. you I, I agree, but I think there's a point at which you're starting to, to almost inhabit or confirm, or you feel silenced by the fact that any part of you is trying to be anything other than what people see you as. So, for example, you know, I mean, I know your, your sister says it jokingly, Dina, she often just dismisses what I say, say not in a horrible way, but in, in the cut and thrust of family chat, as something that's kind of, oh, no, no, it's because you're it's because you're UNC University. Oh, no, it's because you're an academic. No, but those kind of phrases, I've had that in my life a lot, that if I have a problem with something, it's because I think too much. And it really hurts. And I think it must hurt, you know, for, as a child. I remember thinking, hang on a minute, just because I ask questions or just because I, it doesn't mean I can't also be this really good at sport or physical mm. or, you but know. I still, but, it, but there still is a grey area between a label and, and commenting on a character trait. Well, I think we're because... talking about families where someone in the family goes, and listen, do any of you do this? Oh, he's the arty one. Oh, well, he's the actually, oh, he's the slow I mean, actually, slow. as I think about it, you know, and this is, um, you know, for, for any parent here, I think in my Instagram post where I was asking for comments, I said, you know, be really honest with yourself. What label, you might be anti-labels, but what labels have you given your children? Even if you haven't said it out loud, mm. where, how have you labelled them? And I, so I've been thinking about it and I've been thinking, well, actually, I label them out loud. And I do it because I, I think it's a constructive thing. So, for instance, with Maddie, I've always said to her, oh, you're, you're, you're always so kind, you're always so... Now, I've thought that that's been a positive thing, yeah. but actually what I've done is I've repeated my own um, circumstance where I was told I was the kind one, I was the one that... I repeated Absolutely. the codependent chant, and in yeah. fact, I was Not talking... Not any to, ill will. No, 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 I've just done it with... Uh, unaware, but but, I, but actually I was... I had quite an, uh, you know, an intense conversation with her counsellor the other day saying that I feel very culpable in that, that I can see where I almost trained her yeah. to, to have the same sort of shit going on as yeah. I've got. And, uh, you know, I found it quite upsetting talking about it because 
It was a big deal for me to admit that <clears throat> because I'd, how could I have done that when I have awareness of the labels myself? How have I done? And then with with our with our other daughter, you know, Kiki, I've said, <clears throat> I've always said to her, "Oh, you're the really organised one. Mm. You're the one. Oh, of course you've done that because you're the responsible one." And when I say that, what am I saying about the other one? Exactly. You know. So I like know I've done that, and yeah. I'm trying to, you know, you know. To change direction with that just gently and smoothly. And I think, but I think you raise a really interesting point because often in and of themselves, a labelling system of your children isn't necessarily ever born of anything horrible other than just quite quickly getting through a conversation to reach to a point to make a, an assessment or say something about your child. As soon as you've got siblings involved, by default, it's the other one's not saying think, about yeah. the others yeah. is what you're saying about one. Now, going back to the thing <clears> about <throat> kindness, I think it's really interesting because someone mentioned one of the comments, I'm sure we'll come to this, talked about how she was always described as the miracle child. Oh, and my she, God. And she said... You would That's think, a you lot would think to that bear. That was, well, yeah, and she, she talks about what a pressure that is. Oh, God. And then I remember Maddie saying at one point, when we used to say to her, oh, you're really emotionally intelligent about something. Yeah. She said, it's a real pressure. She said, because it makes me feel like I have to be something I'm not necessarily always feeling I am. And so I can feel a sense of failure if I'm not actually being emotionally intelligent. It's quite a burden of success, the burden of success. So you'd think something like being the academic one or the overachiever or the competitive one. I'd often be told, I was, you're so competitive in a sort of, oh God, I can't understand how you can be so competitive. And I, these, these terms reduce the essence of a person. And I think I have done reasonably successful as a parent of four girls to not do that. But you label yourself every day. I mean, I won't go into the conversation that we had this morning when I was over there making the coffee, but it was just a massive label yeah, that you yeah, just yeah. stuck but, right on the middle of your most face. Of my pro- yeah, but most, You're of, my, only most enemy. of my problems in my life, and this is why I probably have such a strong anti-feeling about labels, mm. stems from, I've realised, sadly, subsequent to my dear nan's death, my grandmother's death, from the labels I was attributed by them as a child. One of the What one things- stung the most? Um... Well, she always said I was the, you know, when she never called me arty, but, you know, she, she'd always use... Words, in a derogatory in a way, like arty farty almost. Yeah, reading books and arty farty, what is this sort of, you know, what, what do you do? That's just what not very it? nice. Yeah, no, I don't know if that's a label. That was very nice, but also my aunt also got the same treatment, which was, you know, I just don't get it, why would you do it? It's just a constant dismissal of being arty. My mum was always described as the angry one. I mean, if I could look back and I... The angry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which, with all due respect, I can kind of agree with at times. No, but I mean, how much of that is because but she's it, got exactly, the label? Exactly. And so, you know, because that label was afforded to her, mm. I do worry that you assign a label to someone and, you know... Look and at you make it come true. You you live up to it. You live up to yeah. it. You, you inhabit a role. Yeah. Well, that's what the the, the counsellor at the rehab centre fully made me understand. Yeah. He said it it must be exhausting. Because that's what I'm supposed to... I can't believe I've done the same to Maddie. I feel so bad. Well, no, no. But again, you haven't done it through any ill ill intent. But I do... For example, Emma Staple, one of our dear followers, says, the thing that breaks her heart the most, she loves singing, she's a great singer, but she says, I hate being introduced as the one who sings. (laughs) <laughs> she said, it suggests I can't do anything else. Oh, God. It's and I thought, sometimes, I know, and yet, sometimes and yet my skin is... when Maddie comes out to sing, not because Maddie, can, she's a great singer and I love it, t- twofold. I don't want her to think that's all we think she can do. And I also don't want Kiki to feel that we're only valuing someone because they do that kind of thing. And it's not, that's not labelling. I mean, that's obviously, it's much more complicated and we're just sort of celebrating a skill and a talent and a passion. But I do think 
we as families create incredibly corrosive rules. I do think it's a really fine line, though, between... Because I think it's good to celebrate the things that children are good at. I think it's, it's really important for their growth and their confidence and all of that. And so, you know, when does it become... When does it move over from just acknowledging yeah. their their talents or you know labeling and that's the hard that's a hard yeah it's difficult there's no right. answer to it you're absolutely because right. you are trying to help them define themselves i suppose mm. by a way how you know because everyone's looking for a way to define what they are yeah. and what's their thing and what's their passion i mean so for example with my older girls i have you know I, I, I haven't even talked massively about this with them but i have a little bit with izzy but you know they're both at that point where they've left university they're in their 20s and they're going to cut their route through life we're living in a very complicated world, a very sort of technological and fast-changing world. They've both trained in sort of the humanities and the arts. And I, I'm not, I haven't said this to them, but I am prepared and I'm always on the sides with both of them to cherish, cradle and support whatever shift away it is they make from what they feel they've originally sort of sought out to study. Because I don't want them to feel that they've been labelled as the artist or yeah. the textiles yeah. seamstress. Or <clears throat> well, it's like the people, isn't it? The, yeah, like you say, you go off, you do a degree, you yeah. do a degree in art, fine art, whatever, yeah. and then actually you discover... But if you think about the education very system, hard the whole system is dedicated to, yeah, to labelling. Label you really young, like at 16, mm. what are your career choices? Yeah. What GCSEs are you going to take? And I see why, of mm. course, there's, you know, listen, there are reasons why that happens. We're not going, we're not going on some mad hippie chick <clears> to the root here, but I do wonder whether sometimes... We have to ask ourselves as parents at any point, you know, what is the point of this whole shtick? What are we doing here? Are we are we wanting to inject a little bit of kind of unpredictability into mm. this thing called life? Or do we want it all mapped out, all structured? Because I think most stress for parents, children, adults, people, humans, comes from the expectation that we were supposed to do A, B, C and D and the extent to which life doesn't let us do A, B, C and D. And life is like that, you know? Mm. It, it shifts and nudges you around. A quick, I just want to make, before we listen to the kids, I just a quick point I wanted to make, though. I think mental health issues conflate massively with labels. The example I'm thinking of my, in my own instance is, what, I was thinking, what is the biggest label I feel of myself now? It's that I'm an alcoholic. It's that I'm an addict. Yeah. It's that I'm a yeah. recovering alcoholic. I hate that label. And I find that such a, on the one hand, I embrace it. I talked about this recently yeah. because actually for me, it's a massively important part of my recovery and staying sober. But I use the harshness of that label to remind myself what, mm. what I could have become. So actually I use it as a kind of naked flame to kind of make me go, ah. Yeah, but it's a label you want to use, Absolutely. not other people. But Absolutely. that's a very, very, very difficult line again isn't it's a very it because line. when it's you because yeah. you do define yourself often with it yeah and then it's a difficult place for other people well what absolutely but, but i think also other people define me by it for example you know loose and but what comes first yeah, yeah, is yeah. because you've defined yourself to a large yeah, degree absolutely out people, there on yeah. social media and stuff but 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 how many instances of say where you were at school and maybe you were described by your teachers as an, a hyperactive child Oh God, she won't sit still. God, she's constant. She can't concentrate. Won't concentrate. She's a she's a she's not even a daydreamer. She's like constantly in other stuff. But that was ADHD. You know, at what to yeah. what point do mental health issues start to become labels that well, then define you? My labels. My label. I remember once when you think about now, how many cookery books have we done? Five, six cookery books. I once, when I was about nine, ten, burnt some toast black. Right. And I was making the toast for my granddad. 
And from that day on, I was known as the person that burns the Oh, that's so frustrating. And it went on and Oh, no black toast today. It was just unbelievably suffocating. And then it became just a thing that I I was, you know, and I I can still now, thinking about it, I can still feel the constriction in my throat as it was being said and I didn't say anything. And it was always... Oh, she's hopeless. Absolutely hope, uh, hopeless. Don't you can't. That's that was awful. another. And another one was. Um, oh, don't let her. Oh no. What if you bought her something pale coloured? Don't she drops everything down the top? Oh, I still drop everything. But I was always like, she's got to have grey or black because mm. she'll drop stuff down the top. And then that just becomes something you something that you are. Like you say, where does where's the beginning, middle, and an end? Yeah. You know, how much of it is suggesting that you then just play into? But there's nothing more frustrating than that because I would suggest that that is about an insufficiency in the family or the person saying it who looks to one incident where you make a bad cut. Oh, she can't make a good cup of tea. I mean, that's not really a label, but do you know what I mean? Those things become entrenched But it is derogatory. It is derogatory. I mean, you think there I was cooking away as a child. What was I trying to do the whole time? (laughs) I could do something other than burn the piece of dough. So you never know. You never know. Did that just drive me on then to cook? can make great food you don't know I'm really excited to hear Carlitos's message today because I think I suspect because obviously I know Carlitos very well I'm very very good friends with his mum and I know about the labels he's been given so I'm really interested because I think he might fall between both of our opinions on this right okay well let's have a have a listen to Carlitos I feel like everyone is guilty of labelling um, whether it's ourselves or others, it's, it is something that we all do. And I think that we do it for everything, if you think about it. Uh, you know, dumb, smart, boy, girl, nice, nasty, you know, the list goes on. But it's to the point where we do it without even realising. Um, and and labelling is a tool, a social tool that we've created to help organize the world and the people around us and oftentimes it can be negative um you know it's it's a quick judgment it's like a it's associated with judging um oh jennifer the nice one or or tiffany the nasty one um there's just examples by the way but i like i said it's 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 just quick judgments and I think in doing this kind of stuff, um, in some cases, it then leads to all different types of stereotypes and, you know, stigma and also the inability to detach a person from their label. Uh, And it can even sometimes, you know, position like different groups of people together and just completely disregard a sense of individuality and a sense of identity um but i don't i don't think it's all negative though um i mean i i I try to do the right thing in life you know i treat everyone with kindness i'm polite i watch my manners i'm told all that kind of stuff um but my my parents always taught us me and my brother to do the right thing even when we think no one is looking and you know, it may not be profitable, but it will make our souls happy. And growing up, me and my brother have tried to stick to that. And we've always been told that we're polite, kind boys. So 
I think those kind of labels, those positive labels, are kind of nice to, you know, hold on to and stick to you because you want these kind of things to be attached to your name. Um, I think if your name is mentioned and people, you know, roll their eyes and and go, oh, oh God, I think you're doing something wrong. But I think if your name is mentioned and people say, oh, he's so sweet, she's so nice, I love them, then you're doing right. And I think that's all to do with labelling people. It's all it's all connected. And, you know, I've been called many labels before. Um, as an example, I don't know if anyone knows the show Family Guy, but there's a character on there called Stewie and my family and a few um, friends... And Nadia's family, Nadia and Mark's family, actually say that the characteristics of Stewie match some of my characteristics, and they say it's so me. And I actually don't mind it. I think it's quite funny because that character is associated with being really funny and quick-witted and stuff like that. So I don't mind it. I, th I think it's fun, And I kind of agree with that, actually. I think a lot of my characteristics resemble... Stewie from Family Guy, which which is, you know, in in my eyes, it's a compliment. But um, some labels uh, you do have to take with a pinch of salt. Not not that one. That one's fine. But but um, with a pinch of salt because you know they don't really define who we are as a person. Um, you know, we all get called labels, as I'm sure many of the listeners um, of this podcast have too. And if if you think about it. You know, at the end of the day, no matter how positive or negative, labels are just labels. You know, they're given to us by others and they're someone else's opinion of us. They're not a reflection of our true identity. So I think that we just have to prove to ourselves and to others that we are more than the labels that we are given and that we are really, you know, the kind one or the sweet one or the nice one or polite one or the hardworking one because we want people to associate us with positives, um, like positive labels as opposed to negative ones. Oh, Carlitos, you're so funny and astute. You're and we've labelled Carlitos. Yeah, we've no, but, done it. Yeah, but with due, all due respect, it's not like a generic label. It's like someone who... The reason I think it's such a good comparison with him is that Stewie is an incredibly, <laughs> yes, acerbic, but per, per, perceptive... You and have to watch Family Guy, guys, because because funny, very witty. Carlitos is, is so very witty. Right. So you're right; it is a compliment. But you know, and you make you raise really interesting points there around you know some of those things about being kind. Mm. Da, 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 da. Um, you know, they're really important and positive labels to hear. They can be life affirming labels. And I think you know, I think if you've been brought up by parents who care, da da da. You know, I think generationally, I would trust and maybe hope that we've moved on from a lot of the sort of indirect insensitivities that, insensitivities that come from parenting. You know, my nan and dad did nothing malicious in what they were saying. But, you know, it's that thing of, it's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, actually, I was reminded, I was described as over-analytical. I'm always described as seeing the end of things or being that depressed about things. <laughs> Those are crying. your characters. No, no, they, they are labels. It's like, oh, dad's No, dad's no, but I, I, I think you're going too far with this now. I think... Some of these things are just character traits that humans, when they live together, will notice and will yeah. comment on. A label, I think, is something different when you're just one thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, but do... I think, I think, I think it's quite your nature 
that if somebody says something to you, you take it very much but in. But like when we say, for example, of any of the kids, you're the shy one, I think it's that's a real label. That's a real label. Yeah, that's a real. Become shy. That's a real label. Whereas saying you're very analytical or you're da da da, I think that's. I yeah, think but, that's part of your... Yeah, but, how you are. You no, are. no, no, I know, but it's yeah. always attached to... The reason it hurts me when I hear that is because it's a way of saying, don't listen to him. He, he's going down a route that very few of us go down. Doesn't need to be entertained, guys. Come back up here. And it goes back to I the original do. label of he's academic. He's too academic. He's the smart one. He's the, it doesn't mm. always... It's not always a positive one. Yeah, you know... I like the fact that I'm smart. I like the fact that I'm analytical, but it can lead to loneliness because actually one shuts up half of what one says. And I'm not talking about, I'm not saying that as me. I'm sure there are lots of kids who are characterised as smart and when they achieve things, they don't get the kind of affirmation because kid. it's expected. Yeah. And I think there's huge pressure on kids. Like, yeah. what do they need to do now in order for someone to say, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, that, that's surprising or, or whatever. Mm. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Let's have a look at some of the comments from people because they're quite revealing on your Instagram post. Um, I'm going to keep some of them anonymous on your behalf. Uh, from as young as seven on school reports, I was called a plodder and it never left me. I mean, school reports is something. A plodder. I found my school report. If you can a find plodder. an old one, you go through a plodder. Can you imagine that being... Re- I mean... That's what my mum... I think my mum... That was kind of my vibe from my mum was plodder. And poor old... You know, that, that poor lady uh, who's, who wrote that, she says, it's never left me. Wow. So to what extent has that de-incentivised her? Yeah. Or made her just think, no, oh, well, what's the point? I'm just a plodder. And especially if it's kind of contained in a school report. Yeah, that's, that's the summation of you. Yes, the summation of you. And there was yeah. a time, really, when school reports were so were so important. Uh, That's why now, I mean, my sister's a teacher and she said the way they have to write reports now, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they're given like... Yeah, but teachers still label just because they write... Yeah, but you just... No, not really. You're not really allowed to say anything. No, no, no. In the staff room, they label. Oh, oh, in the staff staff room, room, yeah. they label. Cloda uh, says, I was labelled thick. Oh, no. Horrible. Horrible. Um, I was always labelled the quiet and shy one. And as an adult, I have unknowingly grown into that role. Natalie. You know, I, it's interesting because I, I have a con- I have many conversations with Kiki and I say to her all the time, because she has been anxious about stuff, she was painfully shy, and I talk a lot to her about, let's just rethink this. Just think about how sometimes I can feel really shy. Sometimes in some situations I can feel... Don't, don't, don't weigh yourself down with this is the only option for you because we're ever moving and ever changing. Yeah. But also, I don't want to say to her that saying being shy is, is a negative thing yeah. either. God, it's, it's so hard. hard. Yeah, I'll tell you what, confessions of a modern parent yeah. is so hard. How do we get it right? You need a bloody degree in psychotherapy. This is a really interesting <laughs> one because this really, I wasn't expecting to read this one and it resonated for a moment in my childhood. Yes, I was told I was gay by te- my stomach, by teachers and not straight, which was very odd for me. I'm presuming, very odd time for me. I'm presuming it was odd because you weren't gay. I had the label Good given God. to me by my mum's gay friends that I was gay. Why? Because they just said I was. 
I remember, literally remember a woman, I won't, I won't name her because she's still, still around. She was so, a so-called psychoanalyst. She stood over me, her and her, fr- her girlfriends, it was a very odd, very hippie time, just pointing me going, yeah, you're gay. You're going to be gay. You're absolutely gay. And all they were talking about was how gay it was going to be. Oh, my God. And I just thought, you know, what is the point of that? What is, I mean, again, and I do think this was an era thing, maybe. Yeah, when you think about now and this generation, the way they don't, you know, this this whole... Um, it's fluid, fluid, and being fluid. You can understand it in a way. Yeah. At the beginning, it's all felt so strange to me, the whole idea of being fluid. But it's like, yeah, don't bloody label me as yeah, just yeah, yeah. one thing well, or yeah, another. Yeah, absolutely. This, is an, this really resonated for me. Labelled as the smart one sounds nice, but was crippling. Wow. There you go. Um, crippling. Crippling. I mean, that's strong language. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. And I have to say, what comes with My God, I'll be so label. interested. I'd really love it. If you could DM me on Instagram, guys, if uh, having listened to this podcast, if you've had any realisations, yeah. any epiphanies about how you might be doing this yeah. with your, your kids and you didn't even realise. I think people really underestimate nice. the extent to which the smart label... Isn't it, always a great well, thing. No, but it also leaves you feeling quite isolated. Yeah. The suggestion is, is you're smart, we're all having fun. I mean... That is usually the idea. Mm. You're smart, but we're all having fun. This one, again, I don't want to read your name out, only to protect you. I was labelled as the skinny one. I am now in recovery from anorexia. Oh, and I God. find it humiliating. Oh, my God. Um, another one here, labelled shy, quiet, antisocial. I hated it. Later on, felt like I had to live up to it, so I have no labels for my kids. Oh, my God, I've given them loads of labels. Uh, another one I, want, I feel like I need to go and get, well, wake them up Maddie and say, listen, listen, yeah. look, okay, right, I've recognised where this I'm labelling. <laughs> this is a really interesting one. Um, I was told by my headmistress I lived in my sister's shadow and I would, was nervous about, I would, I would nervously amount, wouldn't amount to anything, sorry. It killed my confidence and damaged my relationship with my sister. Good God. Yeah, that is wow, a, these are fascinating. This is more. Labelled Mardi for being emotional and was often called a baby. Oh. Uh, this one is, my parents labelled me as lazy but was brought up in a bullied household. Yeah, I was quite labelled as lazy. Yeah, I mean... That's why I always think I'm lazy. Every day I get to the end of the day and I think, oh my God, I've been so lazy. That's honest to God. That's what I think of at the end of every day that I've been lazy. Right. Um, here's Emma Staples. I was introduced as, this is Emma. She sings like I have nothing else to offer. That really struck a chord with me, Emma. That really struck a chord with me. Uh, I was the flat, fat, bloody do-gooder because I challenged derogatory, outdated opinions. Uh-huh. The do-gooder. Well, that is interesting. You know, someone who... Well, it's like principle. we all do it with this whole generation, yeah. woke snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, we, we've labelled an entire generation. This, yeah. this, our generation has labelled that generation horribly, I think. Uh, this label of being the skinny one, it feels like all I have going for me, the only thing I'm good at. Oh, um, God. Someone else says, I was the quiet one. I like this. This is quite, this made me think of Kiki. I was the quiet one, still get called it. My close friends know the truth. I'm just fussy who I talk to. Oh, I love that. Can we save that? And who's that from? That's Katie Webb. Katie Webb. I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to show that comment to my daughter when she um, gets up. <laughs> and Judy, I was labelled the sad one. Not sad as in sad, but sad as in uncool. Horrible. My mum always used to say to me, I always grew up with my mum saying, oh my God, when you were a baby, you'd break my heart. You'd make me want to cry because you had these huge, sad, sad eyes. Oh. And it always used to make me feel somehow. Yeah. It's to leave me feeling... 
upset that I'd made my mum feel sad. And of course, that wasn't my mum's intention when she was there. It was kind of a loving thing that she was saying to me. But I I always had this, like, sadness about this, that I'd made my mum sad. It's funny because I am very irritating. And if you look at our YouTube channel, I'm extraordinarily irritating. And I'm probably the main reason we'll never be superstars on YouTube because I'm fucking irritating. (laughs) But it's interesting. He's the irritating one. Because... All I ever remember my nan and my mum feeling about me all the time was how irritating I was. I was because I'd question things. And yeah, but you're great. You, are, you can be irritating, but you're so great. I, have, I also have the label of I'm the irritating one. Should we ever listen to Maddie? So here's that. Let's, God. Oh, I'm really dreading I'm genuflecting this. like Because I already now. know what I've done. I think that labelling people is something that everyone does. I do it myself. Um... Uh, and I think it's very hard to not do that, to do it. Um, but at the same time, I do think that labelling almost always um, is a has a neg- negative effect on the person that's being labelled. And I think a lot of people know that kind of labelling a child or a person as, like, the dumb one or the, you know obviously negative things it's more recognized as being a negative thing but i i think that people that are labeled the creative or the smart one or the you know the bright one can be really damaging as well because i've spoken to a lot of friends of mine um who were always kind of labeled the smart one in school and the high achieving one and they felt a different kind of pressure and they they kind of felt like they were someone that had to achieve stuff and if they didn't achieve stuff then they kind of disappointed people and didn't live up to their label so i think uh, you know even labeling people as being highly academic and smart is destructive as well but it also is really destructive to label kids as kind of the stupid one that's what i felt a lot in school i felt like i was kind of labeled as the kid that was stupid academically um and I think the one that I've probably felt that I've been labeled as the most in my life is the emotionally intelligent one which is a good thing and I you know I I like when people say it to me but I feel like there's almost a pressure for me to know my own emotions and that I should I should kind of have control over how I feel and stuff because I'm so emotionally intelligent. But like, the thing is, is that I'm emotionally intelligent when it comes to other people, but when it's my own stuff, I'm not at all. Um, And then again, I also feel the pressure as being the emotionally mature one to kind of be there for everyone. And I I like to be there for people, but I feel like a failure if I'm not. Um, But again, like it's hard because majority of the time when people label someone they're not meaning for it to be damaging or horrible they sometimes people mean it as a good thing like when they say that to me but I just feel like labeling anyone as anything is just damaging in different ways no matter how like what you say or how it's done Uh, but I do think it's a really hard thing to tackle because it's so normal to label people it's the same with how you will make assumptions and judge people based off of the way they look or act or their past um so it is you know it's not something where it's like you shouldn't be labeling people because 
everybody does it. And even people that feel like they're labelled and feel the pressures of it, label people. Like, I, I hate that I'm labelled sometimes as stuff, but I myself label friends or people I know as things too. Um, so, you know, it's hard. I feel like it's just something that people do, and so it's understandable. And a lot of the time people won't blame someone for labelling them. Like, I don't blame the people that <laughs> label me as emotionally mature because they mean it in a good way and it is a like a good thing um and you know part of me is like really oh that's so nice that people think I'm emotionally mature and I feel I, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the time when people um kind of I don't know not take offense from being labeled but a lot of the time when people kind of feel pressure after being labeled it's something that they're doing to themselves it's not necessarily what the person's done by labeling them it's kind of like they've been labeled in a positive sense but then the person themselves has then put like unnecessary pressure on themselves uh but I do think where it's just toxic and it shouldn't be done is in schools because I feel like school when it's a good school this isn't all schools obviously but this is just in my experience and from a lot of people I know's experience I think it's really important that schools try to not label children because I feel like schools should be a place where kids are kind of open to discover themselves and just be what they want to be without people telling them what they are. And from my experience at school, it's just always been about labels and they're that kid and they're that one and this, they're this one. And it's just, I just think it's toxic because that kind of labeling people doesn't give them room for improvement or change and like the whole point of life is to kind of change and try stuff and you know if you're labeled then you feel like you've got to stick to one thing forever which is really destructive um so yeah I do think but then again like there are labels for adults as well it's not just like a school kid thing you know this this goes for a lot of people um and yeah I think parents do it as well, but I understand. It's hard because I understand why people are labelled, but I do think that parents and schools do it too early to people, uh, too too early to children when they should be kind of just discovering themselves. They shouldn't be labelled at such a young age because then they're just going to feel like they have to be one thing for the rest of their life. Um, I think I understand it more when people are labelled at an older age because they've had so much time for improvement and change and then they usually if someone's labeled at an older age it's what they've ended up being do you know what I mean whereas when you're younger it's you know I'm not going to be the same way I am now when I'm in my 40s or 50s um so I don't want to be labeled as anything now because I might not want to be those things when I'm older you know um so it's definitely something I think people need to be aware of when they're labeling someone just be wary of what you're saying or what it might do to the person. And I, again, like I said at the beginning, I think it's really important to realise that actually labelling kids as the academic or smart one or high achieving is just the same amount of pressure as it would be on labelling a child as dumb because that smart person will then feel like whatever they achieve isn't quite enough or they feel like they should be achieving more than they are. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, 
like Maddie says, and like we've all said in different ways, is we there, we have to have a way that we categorise people, yeah. I suppose. But do we? this is why it's really important. We just do. It's human nature. No, it's, it's human nature. nature. Yeah. So it, you're kind of trying to hold back the scene not to do it. But I think, as Maddie says, as as a caregivers to young people, whether you're a parent or a teacher, mm. in those formative years we have the weight of responsibility of what we put on people. When you're older, you have to be able to have, you know, at some point we've all got to grow up and go, okay, well, that's what you think, but actually I'm this, this, this as well. I'm not just that one thing. Well, I think when you're But, when you're but older, actually, we, we do, it's a very important part of parenting this. I think when you're older, you get labelled pretty much generally by your job. You're a presenter, yeah, I'm a yeah. director, you know, yeah. and that's whatever it is you do. Even if you shift, even if you write something, even if you do something else, People like to know what you are. People like to reduce Categorize. you to what you are. Categorise. Mm-hmm. I still disagree. I don't think it is. I don't think it is always, but I would disagree with you that I don't think it's always about reduction. I really don't. I think it's just it's just the way of the world. And I think you get to a point. It's like my thing of those that mind don't matter, those that matter don't mind. People can now at this age, people can think whatever they want to think about me, can categorise me in whatever way they want to categorise me. It's not going to change the way that I am. But as a child, Mm. it fundamentally did. We're so malleable at that age, aren't we? We think, because we're looking for the answers, we're looking for the root. And then if if a parent gives you the root so clearly and says, this is what you are, it's difficult to change the signposting. And I think, and I really hope, you know, you've spoken so eloquently about what it feels like to be the smart child and to be, and then for Maddie to kick that to the back of the net. If you are, and without, when our girls were at private school and there were those parents that had those children and they were just so maniac about them being the smart one and they're going to do this and that. God, I'd never really thought what a burden that is before. Well, yeah, so. but interestingly, we've gone through our own sort of strange experience, the labelling of pair types of parents. I mean, mm. because we've homeschooled our kids, there's an assumption we're hippie, mm. there's an assumption that it's just like no rules, it's like we let anything go, mm. there's no structure, we're not But it doesn't world. actually matter to us no, 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 now because we're matter. adults what those no, no, people no, no, think No, no, absolutely, about. it doesn't matter, but it's interesting. Sometimes I think you're right in principle, but you're quite a, you know, you've been therapised, you have quite a nice life, you've got a nice supportive family, I think... It's easy to say that those labels, I can just ride them the duck, water off a duck's back when you've got quite a sort of nice life and a successful career doing something a lot of people would think is a rarity. I think if you were defined as something as a child and your life is merely an extension of that because of the job you've taken, because of the label you've been given, I think you'd have a slightly different attitude to whether labelling is just something that you can just ride and just go with the flow. I don't think it's about just ride and go with the flow. And I don't necessarily think it is about circumstance because... I think people could be in a job that they hate with other struggles, with other, and still say, I am now not, no longer going to be told exactly what I am. I think you can, I think, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is not really about how you deal with it as an adult, but that as a child, it's very, very risky to give children a label. I think nine times out of ten, it's going to go badly. When you're older, it's a little different, but I think, uh, you know, it's it's a huge responsibility with your kids. I agree. I think we're we're agreeing on this in in, in essence, but my point is is that it's almost like indoctrination. Once you become an adult as a consequence, if you have been labelled negatively or pejoratively or you found pressure because of the labelling you've been given, you have no concept of being able to even question it because you've become it. Mm. So you're not even aware well, it's, of it. It's, it's part of my drive. If I'm the lazy one, you know, then a part of my drive and to just not, not 
you know, to keep on and keeping on and keeping on. I'm like, God, for years, I mean, before I met you, I used to work seven days. Every job that came, I said yes. I mean, I really was. I was either working or I was drunk. Mm. You know, I was those two things. Even drinking I did to the full extent. You know, I would do 12, 13 hour days. You know what it's like doing those BBC shows, mm. travelling around everything. And then I would stay up drinking and then I'd do, and, and I still I felt lazy. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah. who knows? And I would say that that... Maybe I would have just been lazy if I hadn't been branded lazy. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I think that informs you to this day because you, yeah. you feel guilty. Every end of every day I go, I've time. been lazy so today. So I, I think the most important message Maddie had there was growth. There's, there's got to be mm. room to grow. To grow and, and evolve. Room to wriggle, wriggle mm. room. And, you know, labels don't give wriggle room. Mm. Well, there we go. That was interesting, isn't it? It was good. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Contact us on Instagram. Uh, really Adelaide, love to hear. Yeah. I'd really love to hear if anybody's had yeah. an epiphany from yeah. this. Because yeah. I've had a few within the chat. An epiphany. Yeah, I've realised I'm irritated. Again. Shut up. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>